You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Okay, so how do we get this impact? You know, and and I think one, one of the problems is, and I want you to really understand me here, I don't think we study too much, but I think we analyze too much. I think we break it all down too much. Say, well, I believe this. And then what we do is we start putting pieces of God and his truth in these little bitty, you know, little bitty cubicles almost. And like then, God can't do all this over here because we're figuring God out. Listen, if God is God, you will never have him figured out. And if you ever figure him out, then either you became God or he wasn't God in the first place. He is way too big for you to figure him out, okay? So quit trying to, quit trying to break him down and figure him out, okay? Because I, I, I'm going to give you a big, old-fashioned word that you probably don't hear as much today as I heard growing up. I'm going to give you this word, and that's uh, so th- th- this thing about impact, this sermon, the, back, the background, what's behind this impact, I believe. That we're missing is this word called anointing, anointing. Okay, now, now here's, I think, one of the problems with this word anointing is because we've gotten to, gotten to the feeling that anointing is this big, you know, super-duper, whipper-whopper kind of a thing, you know, and the pastor steps out on the stage and he's got the anointing, you know, and it, it, that's not the anointing, okay, because the anointing is not just something that one person in one building for one Sunday can have. There's so much more to it than just that, there, and, and it's, not, it's not just a thing for me. It's a thing for every single one of us. So let's talk about the anointing a little bit this morning because I want you to have impact. I want you to find your personal anointing so you can have impact. Here's what anointing means. It means to set apart, to mark for a specific purpose. See, again here, we break this down. We talk about what anointing is and all this, and we kind of figure it out, and we miss. That's what it means. Basically, it means that God has chosen you to do something, and he's marked you for that purpose. That's why, you know, that oil thing, you know, people do, they anoint with oil or they, they mark. Back in the Old Testament, we're nice, you know, in, in our day and age that if somebody needs to be anointed, we'll take a little dab, you know, put it on your forehead. Back, back in the Old Testament days, read scriptures, you'll see it. Man, they took a whole bottle, they just poured it over their head. Can you imagine going home and trying to clean that out of your hair, you know? And uh, back in the day before they had the five-in-one guys that we use, you know, in our showers, right? I mean, trying to get all that stuff out of you because it poured all the way down. Scripture says that, that uh, it went down Aaron's beard and down to the very hems of his garment right there. But so it was marking him. I mean, what happened when somebody had that? You saw someone like that back in the Old Testament? You say, they've been anointed. I mean, there was no doubt, right? <laughs> they've been anointed. It was a mark. And that's what it is today, spiritually speaking. That's what it is. It's not just a physical thing. It's, a, it's God's mark on you that he has chosen you. Now, last week, I, we talked a little bit about this difference in a call and a choice, right? Uh, a call that comes from God, it comes from Christ, like he called his disciples. A call leads to a choice. Okay, now, when you get called, when you feel something, and I'm not saying that, you know, some of you may say, well, I'm not called to preach. I, I'm not just talking about that. When you have a call in your life, then you have to make a choice to say no or to say yes. And I saved yes for last. When I'm going to say yes or no, I said yes last because I want that to be on your heart. I hope that's what it is. And when you say yes, it can lead to a personal anointing. Now, if you make the wrong choice, you obviously ain't going to anointing, right? I mean, God can, can say, I'm choosing you, but until you say yes, 
then you can't really be anointed. Okay, so, so this, this anointing thing is not just this super-duper over-spiritual kind of a thing. It is God choosing you so that you can have impact in some area that he has orchestrated your life to be a part of. Now, if God has, as we said last week, has, is, is intricately involved in all of the little steps of your life, then you aren't where you are by accident, but God wants you to be there, and he's got something he wants you to do. Now, there, there's a great quote right here from uh, uh, Justin Rizzo. I couldn't remember his first name. Uh, uh, Justin Rizzo, and it kind of lays it out. He says, you can't earn God's anointing. It's something that he has freely given to us. Okay, yeah, so we get that kind of a thing. You can't earn anything from God. It's something God gives freely. But it's what he says at the end that's really important. It's freely given to us, and it flows. The anointing flows from within us as we agree with the Holy Spirit. The anointing doesn't start with me. It starts with a choice that God chooses me, that God marks me and says, I want you to do something for me and when God chooses it so it flows from us because that when I agree with his calling that he has put on my life to to be a pastor to be the uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to list a bunch of those things I'm gonna leave the one out that God's called you to be that when God calls you and then you get you agree with the Holy Spirit and all this begins working that's when anointing happens it's basically we could kind of say it in a little bit of terms like this like when we are walking fully and accepting of God's will to do the things he calls us to do, that's when we begin walking in anointing. And it's, it's for all of us. Okay, so so how, how do we get there? And, and, and we're, we're talking about following Christ here. Well, he's our example because he was the anointed one. Okay, there's several scriptures right there for you. He is the anointed one. He's not one of the anointed ones. He's not an anointed one. He's not one that has an anointing. He is the anointed one. I mean, he, you know, of all the anointed ones, he, he is the He's the top. He's the anointed one. And there are the scriptures right there. And here are those, those first four at the top. But here's what happens when you walk in the anointing. I mean, we see the example in Christ's life uh, in Luke 22 and 47. All who heard Jesus were amazed at his understanding and his answers. Now, I know you say, well, yeah, well, he's the son of God, right? But, but it's because of the anointing. Let's continue John 7, 46. When, when uh, guards were sent to arrest Jesus... When they got to him, they couldn't even arrest him. They turned around and went back. And, you know, and, and, and when they got back, they said, Wait, where's Jesus? Y'all didn't arrest him? And the guards said, we have never heard anyone speak like this. They, they were so amazed at Christ's anointing, they couldn't even arrest him. I mean, it wasn't even, it's like they, they, they were astounded and they couldn't even do what it was that they felt like they needed to, be, needed to do. Uh, Matthew 7, when the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real Authority. Now, I've seen authority, and then I've seen anointing, and there is a difference. And what these people were seeing wasn't just authority, because yes, he was the Son of God. They were seeing anointing, and they realized that this this authority that he was speaking, it was something more than they'd ever seen before, because it wasn't an authority that began with him. It was because he was anointed by his father, because he was following the direction of his father. He was doing his father's will, and it was because of this anointing that there was an authority in the words that he spoke and the things he did and, uh, when the crowds heard him they were this is Matthew 22 they were astounded at his teaching he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply you know there's not a whole lot of deep right there I just liked it <laughs> because when Jesus operated in the anointing 
it shut up his enemies. They didn't have an answer anymore. When he spoke in the anointing, they didn't have an answer. As a matter of fact, you go to the end of his life, you know what they had to do to get an answer? They had to pay people to lie on Jesus. You know, because he shut them up because of the anointing. I does that resonate with anybody? Is anybody in that kind of a place where, man, you just like the devil to shut up? Or you just like your enemies shut up? The anointing will shut them up. The anointing will answer them. They'll have nothing to come back with. And that doesn't mean you get to go out there with a bad attitude. You know, that, that's, that, that's not the way Jesus did this. It was the anointing that put them in a place where they had no answer to give. And then, uh, it, but it wasn't just what he was saying, Matthew 4, 23. And he healed. Y'all see that next word? Can y'all see that from way back there in the back? E-V-E-R-Y. Every. He healed everything. That's the kind of impact I want to see. I, 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 don't, I don't just want to see people get their headaches healed and their little pains. I, I, I want to see God bring healing to people's lives that have cancer. I, I've seen it. I've seen, you want to know some of the testimonies? I'll tell you some in my, in my own family. I've seen it. I, 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 I've been there. I, I want to see it again. We just sang the song, right? He's done it before. I want to see him do it again. I, I, you know, I, want to, I want to see the doctor say cancer and the doctor say, I, I, I don't understand what happened, but there was cancer. And I, don't under, I want to see it happen again. He healed every kind of disease and illness. Let's go on to the next slide. Because i got some more scriptures right here for you also, right? So how far, so how far did this go, right? Uh, in Luke chapter 4, once when Jesus was in the synagogue, a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit, cried out, shouting, Go away. Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know you are the Holy One of God. I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Even, see, even the devil knows who Jesus is, that he is the anointed one. Even the devil knows this. He, your enemy understands this. He knows this. And, and, and so, you know, for me to stand up here and try to give you a bunch of my words, that <laughs> ain't going to do you a whole lot of good. Because Yeah, the devil knows who I am, but the devil really knows who Jesus is. <laughs> and, and, you know, and the devil knows, but he don't care a whole lot who I am. He cares who I am in Jesus because he knows who Jesus is. In Matthew chapter 13, everyone was amazed and said, where does Jesus, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? Because of the anointing. But it didn't stop with him. Okay, a couple more verses, right, a couple more passages right here. Mark chapter 16, the very end of, of Jesus' ministry. He's about to leave here. And he told his disciples, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. Okay, so I know we, we, we hear, well, Jesus gave this power to his disciples, but what did, he didn't say these miraculous signs will follow you. He said these miraculous signs will follow those who believe. So these miraculous signs are going to follow those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. Listen, we're not about to break out the snakes and the poison, okay? This, Jesus is not saying here, y'all go start a church where y'all handle snakes, okay? Uh, you know, I'm, some of y'all old enough to remember Wendy Bagwell, but I'm kind of like that God ain't, and I, uh, God ain't told me, and so I'm not, right? That's not, listen, back in those days, they didn't have all the stu scary stuff you and I have. I mean, snakes and poison were two of the biggest 
fears they had. Jesus addresses two of their biggest fears right here. That's what he's saying. What's your fear? He's saying, those fears aren't going to touch you if you're following him. Um, and it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will. There's a def that is definitive there. Now, it says they will be able to place their hands on the sick. But it says they will be healed. They will be, they will be able to, meaning they might not do it. Okay, get that. They will be able to lay hands on the sick and pray for sick people. They will be able to. He's not saying they will. Because there's a whole lot of people believing today that I don't think doing any laying on of hands or praying. He said they will be able to do this. And, it, and if they do it, they will be healed because of that. So who, who's he talking to? Again, he's talking to everybody. And, and i got to throw this one in, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, 39. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in water. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay, it's like, think about the anointing. You know, that, that, that oil that marks you, the Holy Spirit, is that spiritual mark. You receive the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Everyone who follows him will be able to have this anointing. It's a promise. You sitting here today, if you're a follower of Christ, you're, you have, they will be able, as it says, Jesus says, you are able to have this. It is a promise to you. And, we, and I've heard all the arguments. So he was just talking to the disciples. I, I, check out both of these two passages right here. He is not just talking to the disciples. He is saying as many as the Lord our God should call. Every one of them. You will be able to do this. Now what happens? Why, why would I want this? Let me give you a list of reasons why. Okay, uh, the, the impact of the anointing. Anointing helps us perceive the will of God. I, I have a bit of wisdom, and sometimes I kind of walk away from something, think, you know, give somebody an answer. I walk away, think that was pretty good. You know, thank you. I, that was pretty good. I hope I hope they realize how deep that wisdom was that I gave them. Right? Sometimes I feel that way, but you know, then there are times when it is obvious that God spoke something to me that I never, I ain't never heard that. Where'd that come from? You know, the anointing helps us perceive the will of not Pastor Rick, but the will of God, which is so much higher than anything Pastor Rick can come up with. The, the impact of the anointing, it is authority, his, not ours. When you are anointed, you don't operate in your authority. You operate in his authority. A again, <laughs> I have some authority here, but my authority is superseded by somebody. Every one of you, you can make some decisions in your life, right? Come on, guys. I mean, you have authority to run things at your house. You can run the vacuum cleaner and the dishwasher, and the, right? But you know what? I don't know about you, but sometimes when I walk out the door, I feel like all my authority's gone. You know, that I, I and then Joe said, well, you're the lead pastor. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it just don't work that way. And you, you feel, and you don't feel like you don't have any authority. We don't have authority. The authority of God is the authority that we need. So that's why we want to operate in the anointing. 
not in our own authority. Uh, the impact of the authority, it will create great challenges and opportunities. And I know we say, oh, who needs any more challenges today? Look around you. The pastor, we need, these are our challenges. These are our opportunities. I mean, this, this, this is not the time to, to, to say, I, I wish God had called somebody else to do this. Oh, Bruce, let me, let, me, let me throw another one at you. Down by one point, you get fouled as the clock expires. The, the referee brings you to the line. You got, you got two shots, but it's one and one. And you got to hit both the shots to win the game. You got to hit one just to tie it. You got to hit both shots to win the game. Got to hit the first one or you can't don't get the second one. No time's left. It is all on your shoulders. I've heard people say a lot of I wouldn't want to be in issues. Tell me, Bruce. Do you do you want the shot or do you want somebody else on the team to get the shot? Man, you want to you want to be on the line. You dream of that. You prepare for that. You work toward that. You're anxious. It's like I'll take the shot. I mean, that's, that's where we're supposed to be. Churches realize we've, get, we've got, there it is. We've got the, the will of God. We've got the authority, and it's his authority, not our authority. We've got his authority. And, and when the game's on the line, COVID, you know, a heart attack, cancer, what, when the game's on the line, marriages are splitting up. When the game's on the line, we need to say, man, I, this is what I've been getting ready for. Man, and we about, how many times? Two, th- two or three times? How many? Two, two, yeah, okay, that, that, that's his way, right? That's what his way. So did, I'm re, I am ready for this moment. So, so we don't shy away from the challenges. What did we just sing? What did we just sing? Just, just let me say, speak the word peace, and I will set my feet on the, on the sea. I will, ta- I, will, I will step out into that place that, that, that I can't see and that nobody can explain to me and no one can understand. Just let me know. Give me the opportunity. Give me the challenge. That's what the anointing will do. It'll open those doors, those windows of opportunity. Uh, fourthly, it'll draw people to you who, to, I'd rather say it this way. It will draw people to you who are in need. Every time I read it on the slides, I thought, no, we changed it. So we changed it. I, I'd say it will draw people to you who are in need. That's the way I'd probably like to say it. Okay. Y'all ever think sometimes we do as, as pastors, we've, we've had this thought, that it seems like the only people that want to talk to us are people in need. <laughs> only needy people need us. Only needy people want to talk to us. Only needy people have time for us. You ever feel that way? It's like it's just needy people, needy people, needy people, right? That's because of the anointing. When, when someone, I mean, how does it make you feel when someone asks for your advice? In the same way, think about what it means when somebody is drawn to you because they have a need. Why? Because of the anointing that is there and God's, and God's looking at them saying, I need to give them some help. Who do I have that is anointed that I can give them some help? And he sends them, and, and it is the conduit, the anointing. It, wrap all this up it is the conduit not the sermon don't get excited yet it is the conduit of God's power through our lives to the needs around us that's what the anointing is so without the anointing then there's no conduit it's closed up when God's people don't say yes they don't choose yes when God calls that we have the ability they will be able to touch people to pray with them and have them healed. They will be ha- when God's people don't do what they are able to do in the anointing. Then that conduit is closed up. Nothing can happen. 
It can't, God, can't, God can't even move because he set it up that way. He chooses to not move unless there's someone willing to operate in the anointing that is putting yourself in that place to see and to hear God. Now, here's what we do, though, is we question even the, even the possibility, not the probability, yeah, the possibility, we question the possibility of a true anointing in our life because of all this other stuff in our life, right? Like stuff in our past, like our failures. How can God use me? All my failures, all my mistakes in my past? I mean, is there anybody, I could ask the question, is there anybody that has never asked that question? I have. How can God use me with all the mistakes I made? How can God use me? I don't have any talent. Let me tell you something. Talent and, and anointing are not the same thing. You can, you, can, uh, you, know, you can play guitar better than anybody else in the room. That doesn't make you anointed. You can sing, carry a tune better than anybody else in the room. That doesn't make you anointed. You can, you can deliver a sermon and still not be anointed. You can connect with teenagers. You can connect with kids and still not be anointed. It's not the same thing. It's not, and so, so when you're sitting there, I, I, how can God use me? I don't have any talent. If God's called you, he's not worried about the lack of what you think you don't have because he already knows what's inside of you. He's already gifted you and put it in there. Um, I need to hurry. We don't have the training right, but training and anointing are not the same thing. We don't have any felt authority. Authority is not the same thing as anointing. If you think you have authority, that doesn't mean you will get the anointing. You will get authority because you have the anointing. I think in the past, maybe still in the present, we're getting those backwards and we think the authority gives us the anointing. That's the other way around. The anointing gives us the authority. That's when you will get authority. And this last one, the scars, the hurts that we have. And how, how can God use me? I'm so hurt. I'm so beat up. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm cynical. I don't even like people anymore. Y'all probably laughing because you said that, right? <laughs> I, there have been days I don't even like people <laughs> today. You know, you know. God needs it. I remember this, the, the spirit, it says uh, early in Jesus' ministry before he really got begun good, the spirit drove him into the wilderness. There are some days God needs to drive me just in the wilderness before I, <laughs> before I meet another person face to face. I don't even like people. You ever felt that way? Why? Because you're hurt. Because you've got scars. But have you ever thought about this? Next slide there. Have you ever thought that maybe your wound is your gift? That maybe all that, all the, the, the hurts and the pains and the scars that you had to, you know, say, hey, look at this. You know, I mean, y'all do that, right? I mean, somebody tells you about a surgery, I got some, uh, let me show you one right here. You know, there you go. <laughs> you want to compare scars? Go see, go see Jonathan after church, right? And we compare scars, right? But have you ever thought about your emotional wounds or also what will be your gift to somebody? Have you ever thought about your past, your mistakes? Are the gifts that you have to, to help someone that, 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 that God can take your mistakes and your failures and through the anointing he can cause them to be the very gift that someone needs to hear today? The time that you, you, you didn't see any way out. There was no way you were going to be able to make it. You've got to have a miracle or nothing and God wasn't showing up. And then all of a sudden, there's somebody else around you that needs to hear that. 
that needs to see it. Sam Serial says, uh, says this. He says, let us open our eyes unto the harvest because there are people who are dying and going to hell. Let us open our eyes unto the harvest, but let's also examine the wreckage. They don't just need to hear about eternal life. There are people out there who are struggling just to get through today. They're not even giving a thought to what happens after this life. They're just wondering what they're going to do with tomorrow, how they're going to feed their kids, how they're going to answer when they get to work tomorrow. What are they going to do about that pink slip? What are they going to do about that vehicle that's just repossessed, that letter they just got in the mail, that note from the doctor, that shaking of the head from him? Let's not forget to examine the wreckage. I've got one more scripture for you, and I saved it for last. could have thrown it in the middle of all those other scriptures, but I saved this and this because I, I want you to really see what, what our, our, our anointing, our gift can really be. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus is sending his disciples out to preach. And he doesn't just send them to say words, okay? He sends them to preach and to do something else. He says, whenever you enter a city or a village, search for a worthy person and stay in his home until you leave town. Now, we're talking about kind of evangelist kind of a thing, right? They're going into towns, and they're looking for somebody, you know, and somebody says, well, hey, come stay with me. Well, he says, when you start getting invitations, look for someone who, who seems worthy. And then, uh, stay in his home until you leave town. And then, when you enter their home, give it your blessing. If it turns out, I, I, I kind of like this right here, here. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let your blessing stand. But if, it's, if it is not, take back the blessing. You know, I, I, I know Scripture says that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Okay, that's to me personally, but he's, he's telling me, if I, if I bless something, I realize, well, that's, that's, that's not a thing you need to bless. He said, take back the blessing. You know, don't, don't just freely give your blessing away. You got, it, they need to be worthy of it. And if any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake its dust from your feet as you leave. I almost marked that. I thought, that's not really what I want to share with you. And I almost just said, I was almost like, Look, we don't even need that last verse right there but I wanted you to see I wanted you to see all of it I didn't want you to see half of it I wanted you to see all of it this is what God is saying that this is what Jesus is leading them to do and, and for you to pay attention and to see the people around you and all those kinds of things and then and then speak this where it needs to be spoken where it is worthy to be spoken okay now that word blessing right there um, a lot of times when you translate words from language to language there's not a perfect translation right here's one of those instances because that word means something different than just blessing. That's why if you look at different translations, you'll see different words there. But that word bl blessing right there is actually irini in, in the Greek. And uh, Kurt might be able to correct me on that afterwards. Please don't do it right now, Brother Kurt. All right, irini, okay? Now, that's where we get our name in the English, Irene. Anybody know what Irene means? I don't know. Do you know what Irene means? Anybody? I thought if you, you know, you got a friend named Irene or a family member, you know, might know that it means peace okay so he's saying speak the blessing of peace all right so um, and there's the word Irene it means this the, the, this first part of the definition is one now that's not a numeric one it's not like one two three four that's not it's not it doesn't mean one you know when you start counting in Greek you start with Irene that's not it's not doesn't mean that it means wholeness it means one it means completeness 
that when you have Irini in your life, peace in your life, rest in your life, quietness in your life, there is wholeness. You, you, know, you know what I mean? When, when, when everything is where it's supposed to be and when it's all put together and there's rest, there's quietness, there's a confidence, there is a comfort, there is a peace of wholeness. And so that's what that really means. So when you go into a worthy home, give your blessing of wholeness. Give your blessing. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I want to dig in there a little deeper, but let, let me truly now wrap this sermon up right here, okay? We have been given a commission to release God's peace and healing. We've been given a commission to release his wholeness and peace. Jesus said, you go into people's houses, speak this blessing of peace and wholeness over their house. And unless they mess it up, you know, leave it there, okay? If they got a bad attitude and they're not worthy of it, take it back. But, but leave it there. We have been given this. That when we go out into the communities and into our lives, into, into our places of work and our schools and all those places that we go, we've been given this commission to release peace and wholeness into our communities. You know, somebody needs, somebody needs to hear this today. Because of the storm that's in your life. You need to hear that Jesus is your peace. That Jesus is your, nothing else is going to give you peace. Jesus is your peace. Some of you are struggling with something in your lives and you don't have the answer. Jesus is your hope. Even when you don't have the answer. Come on, somebody help me testify right there. Just say amen. Even when you don't have the answer, Jesus is your hope. To hang on and to get there. When, when you don't have the answer, Jesus is your, he's your wisdom. He's your answer. If you're, if you're looking to me, I'll give you one. And I might walk away feeling pretty good about that. And you might be thinking, that, that, that really ain't what I was asking for, Pastor. But you were just kind and nice. And I walk away feeling really good. Because I gave you mine instead of his. Jesus is your answer. Jesus is. You see, that, that's an awesome thing for me to be able to just share that for a moment with you. Maybe encourage a handful of you today that you needed to hear those kinds of things. But you know what I want? I'm going to tell you what I want as pastor. I want you. And specifically, I want somebody in this room to pray the prayer in the anointing. Because God has spoken to you and you said, yes, God, speak the word and I'll step out into, the, into that ocean. I'll step out into that turmoil. I want somebody in this room to pray the prayer this week that brings healing to someone's life. I, 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 want, I want somebody in this room, in the same way, in, the, in this anointing thing, I want somebody in this room. I want somebody in this room to, to, to speak into someone's life that, that, that their life is just turmoil totally upside down no hope no peace i want somebody in this room to have the words to say through the anointing through his will into your heart and then speak them out so that you speak peace in the middle of that turmoil in the middle of that struggle that they're having i, I, 
I want to see that happen because I, I want you to come back next Sunday. I, I want you to not even be able to wait. You have to text me this week and tell me, Pastor, I prayed the prayer. I spoke the words and, and, and peace. You, you, could just, you could just see it, Pastor, that, that, that God's peace, not, not anything I have, but God's peace just through me. And just for some words, just through, through me to them, God just, just gave them what they... I, I, I want somebody, I want somebody here that there's someone in your life, and you might not even, not even know them right now. Maybe somebody you meet this week, but someone in your life that, that, that life is just falling apart on them, and they don't have any of those answers, and they don't know where they're going, they don't know what else they're going to do. I want someone in this room to be able to pray the prayer that brings the miracle that they need in life, that restores the dream that they've lost. I, I want somebody to be able to pray that prayer. And you know what? You're not going to be able to pray that prayer because you've heard a sermon from the pastor. You're only going to be able to pray that prayer because of the anointing. I want somebody in this room to, 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 to be able to speak. And I don't mean, I, I'm talking about, I really want this to happen. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not talking about you know, this is my dream one day. No, I want this to happen. This, this week, I want somebody to be able to speak the words that, that cause someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ to finally trust him as Savior and follow him as Lord. And I want many somebodies in this room to be able to pray the prayer with someone that doesn't know Jesus. Pray that prayer with them for the very first time to turn their heart and life over to Jesus. I want to see every member, regular attender of my church walking in an anointing throughout the week so that people's lives are changed, so that we truly have impact. I, I prayed this I've prayed about this, this, this moment and asking God, and I'm asking right now, I'm praying and I'm wanting in my heart and I'm just, that somebody is saying, I want that kind of anointing. I want to pray those prayers. I want to speak those words that I never had thought of myself, but they just came to me in a moment. I want to be able to tell my friend about a hope and it not just be my words, but it be the anointing of the Holy Spirit that actually changes. I, I'm, I want somebody, I want people, and I want you, I want every one of you. But I hope somebody is really saying this, I want that, I want that. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.